Hello, thanks for tuning in to episode five of the Wilkes-Barre Connect podcast, a series that brings you local entrepreneurs, young professionals, and students that are leaving their mark on Northeastern Pennsylvania. We are your hosts, Nick and Singa. And Mariah Curtis. Our guests for episode five are Michelle Lehman, the founder of Race Leaps, Dan Landisberg, the administrative director of Geisinger Wyoming Valley Medical Center, Geisinger South Wilkes-Barre, and Geisinger Marworth. And we also have Paige Hefner, a pharmacy student at King's College. The Wilkes-Barre Connect podcast is brought to you by Pepper Jam. Headquartered in downtown Wilkes-Barre, Pepper Jam is a performance marketing solutions provider redefining its category through innovative technology and service expertise. For more information, check them out at pepperjam.com. So Michelle, what is Race Sleeves and where did you come up with the idea? So Race Sleeves is a company that designs and manufactures sheer fashion accessory sleeves for women. And I came up with the idea when I was traveling internationally in Dublin, Ireland for a conference. Oh my God. So like, what were you seeing that like sparked the idea? There was a fashion designer there who had a product that was more high end for fashion accessory sleeves and she was mentioning that in the UK and all over Europe women are really self-conscious about their upper arms so it was a solution that she created in the European countries and then it was something that we didn't have here in the United States so I came up with a different concept and design that I thought would be transferable to the United States market and the women that I was targeting and then tried to launch and now I'm officially launched. All right. Well, that's exciting. When did this all start? Like how many years old is Race Leaves? So I started in 2017. So we're still pretty young. All right. All right. Um, And once you had the vision to start Race Leaves, what was the process you had to go through to initially get your business started? And was there any mentors along the way to help you um, through this whole process? Yes. So it was a really long process, but I had a lot of great mentors along the way. I started out at the Allen P. Kirby Center for Free Enterprise and Entrepreneurship, which is an economic development center here at Wilkes University. And there I first started with a digital rendering. So just using like the Adobe Suite to make something that I thought was doable. And then I sat in my apartment and sewed together something that was not even wearable. But I was able to then bring that to a seamstress and then manufacturers to finally come up with a product that could go to market. Oh, my God. So did you have to, like, send out templates to, like, is, do you use local people to sew together your product or... Okay. Yeah, so I'm working with two domestic manufacturers, one in North Carolina and then one right here in Wilkes-Barre. All right. So are you strictly all online sales or are you looking to have like pop-up shops in the future? So right now, strictly online. I actually don't have a product for sale immediately and the fall will be my hard launch. Right now, I'm just trying to perfect the samples before I actually take the product to market directly. But then I hope to get into some boutique shops um, in New Jersey and also in the Philadelphia area. All right. That's awesome. I feel like Wilkes-Barre too would be a good area like yeah. the little boutiques that we have here too. anybody out there yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so aside from starting your business race leaves um you are also a um <clears throat> you were going for your master's did you mm-hmm. graduate this year no so i'm still a full-time mba student at wilkes okay. university that's awesome at the js to do school of business and leadership so i'll graduate in may 2020 Awesome. So that's going to be coming around the corner. So you um, have been heavily involved with grad assistant programs as well. Um, What were some of these programs that helped shape the entrepreneur that you are today? 
So definitely the Allen P. Kirby Center, which I already mentioned previously, they have a Kirby Scholar program. So the best and brightest students from every department at the university are chosen for different positions at the Allen P. Kirby Center. And then we're able to interact with entrepreneurs on a day-to-day basis. So I was able to do that throughout my undergraduate career. And then that's really what sparked my love for entrepreneurship, knowing that you could really follow your passion and launch something was something that never occurred to me before that that was even possible for me. So having that experience was really great. And then also the mentors from the Allen P. Kirby Center were people that have supported me throughout my entrepreneurial venture so far. Did you receive your undergrad degree at Wilkes as well? Yeah, in marketing. Yes. (laughs) Are you an alumni too? Uh, Well, I'm graduating in December, so I'm so excited. Thank you so much. I love, I love Wilkes. Me too. You're Um, almost there. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like very pro Wilkes. Um, But that's really that's amazing. So did race leaves come like you said it came along in your undergrad, Mm -hmm. and then so did that help you you know decide that you wanted to go for your master's too, or was that just like always like a side project? No, I definitely think that coincided with going for my master's degree. I wanted to be able to stay at the Allen P. Kirby Center as long as I possibly could just because of all of the support, the great resources, and even the network that we have right here in Wilkes-Barre. Absolutely. All right. Was there any advice you could give other student entrepreneurs when it comes to starting their own business? There's so much advice. I guess I'll just say something simple. Do not be afraid to fail in the moment that you're stepping outside of your comfort zone, you're already that much closer to success. I think it's really hard sometimes to just take that leap of faith because there will be different struggles that you deal with on a day-to-day basis and it's really easy to just quit. But once you get past, like every every time you persevere, you're a step closer to your dream. So just do it. I think that's my my biggest (laughs) advice. Best advice to go by. Well, uh, Michelle, thanks for stopping by the Think Center and talking with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Joining us now is Dan Landisberg, the Administrative Director of Geisinger Roaming Valley Medical Center, Geisinger South Wilkes-Barre, and Geisinger Marworth. So Dan, in September at the Young Professionals Awards, you were awarded the NEPA Influencer of the Year. Tell us a little about how you became a nominee for this prestigious award. Well, thanks, Mariah and Nick, for having me today. Um, how I became a nominee, it's kind of an interesting question. Um, you know, I've had the good fortune of working at Geisinger now for almost five years, and um, I started in what's called an administrative fellowship program. So it's really like an executive development program where I had the opportunity to, to really learn by doing uh, in a healthcare administration role. And as the end of my two years was coming up, um, this opportunity uh, came available, and the timing really couldn't have been better. So I had a nice smooth transition from my fellowship into this job, and um, I am, I just feel very fortunate to Geisinger for being put in a position where I could work on some really meaningful initiatives from day one, um, and where I was really given a lot of mentorship and tutelage, and, and again, opportunities to really pursue some um, some really meaningful initiatives that impact patient care in our community. Um, but really, most importantly, it's, you know, the, the award is not really a reflection of me. It's a reflection of the 7,000 Geisinger employees we have here across the region. And we have 2,300 between our two hospitals in Wilkes-Barre. We've got another almost 100 up at Marworth. Um, and honestly, they're the ones who make the magic happen every day. So they, they make my job easy. 
All right. So the fellowship program that's like an kind of like an internship just for Geisinger and you like have to apply for this and then from there they like work with you to get you acclimated with the position. So kind of. So it's postmasters. So I uh, I actually grew up in New York. Um, and I spent most of my life there and I did my undergrad at University of Maryland and then I did my grad school at City University of New York, Brew College, which is the, the city university's business school um, and worked there in healthcare for a couple of years. And while I was there, I applied for a number of administrative fellowships all over the country. So it's not necessarily unique to Geisinger. Um, they have all the major health systems across the country have them. Um, they're very competitive, but the, the upside to it is um, you get into a role where you get a lot of exposure to executive leadership and the way decisions get made and you get, you know, mentorship from some of the real leaders in the field. Um, and you have the opportunity to take on, in some cases, interim leadership roles and work on some really neat projects. So as I transitioned my career to working in healthcare administration, I thought it would be a great way for me to get a broad view of the world of healthcare administration. And I had the opportunity to work in projects in finance and um, operations and quality and population health. Um, and it all kind of led me to where I was today. So that's kind of the way it's structured, but it's a full-time job. Um, and it's, uh, again, it's a great way to get talent from outside the area into Geisinger. And we've had a really good track record of people who've gone through our fellowship program that have ended up staying with the organization. Wow. Sounds like a really good program then to have. Yeah. Um, as being a New York native, what originally brought you here to Northeastern Pennsylvania? Well, that program specifically, um, but I'll tell you, when I came and interviewed here, and this was October of 2013 that I was here, uh, we got to see the area. The drive out here was beautiful, and my wife and I are big outdoors people, so we love to – oh, it's perfect. We, we love to hike. We love to mountain bike. Uh, we've puppied. She loves running around in the woods, and it's um, it, it is just absolutely perfect for our lifestyle. And the fact of the matter is it's close to everywhere we want we want to be. So my family's two and a half hours from here. We have the ability to get back and our family can get out here. So that was attractive to us. Um, and I think when I went through the interview process with Geisinger, I just really felt at home. Um, it was people that, you know, I met with a lot of leaders through the interview process and it just felt like the kind of people that had the same values that I did and the same mission and they were in it for the right reasons. So I think all of those reasons combined made it very attractive for us. Um, and I think you know, you see people that relocate to places like Northeast Pennsylvania from more urban areas because, you know, you certainly get more space. The cost of living is very desirable, but yet you right. still have the opportunity to go out for a nice dinner and go see a show at the Kirby Center or the Mohegan Sun. Um, you can go see baseball and hockey games. You have all kinds of attractions here, not to mention the ecotourism aspects, which was, again, a, a big draw for us. Um, so in a past interview, you stated that the true test of leadership is mentoring the next generation to help move us forward. What positive effect has your mentors have on you in your journey as a young professional? Um, I, I am eternally thankful for the mentors that I ha I've had. Um, so my, my current supervisor, um, his name is Ron Beer. He's been with Geisinger uh, about a year longer than me. I've learned a ton from him. Um, and we couldn't come from more different backgrounds, um, but I think we've found this balance where we, just, you know, where we trust each other and we work extremely well together, and we know we're going to do the right thing for each other. 
you know, I've learned a lot from, you know, my counterpart up in Scranton. Her name is Renee. She's been a nurse for her whole career, whereas I have more of a business background. So we've taught each other a, a ton. So I think you have to look for mentors who make you better as a professional. And then you have the opportunity to give back to them too, because my life experience is going to be different from theirs. And I feel like, you know, that balance where you can learn from each other and help each other and, you know, help the organization rise. I think that's a really kind of a mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah, definitely. Um, so how has your personal experience as a business owner helped you land your career at one of the nation's most innovative health service organizations? So I've taken a lot of lessons from being a small business owner. Um, and, you know, as a small business owner, you are the face of the company. It's your company. You know, if, if you do right by a customer, that's kudos to you. And if, you know, something doesn't go right with the customer, that's obviously on you too. Um, so I've always felt that sense of responsibility with anybody I do business with. Um, and in the healthcare setting, you know, you, you feel a, a debt of, you know, people that are people are choosing to come to you for healthcare. There are plenty of great healthcare providers in Northeast Pennsylvania, across the country. You know, nowadays there's so much information out there that people can choose to go wherever they want. But the fact that we have, you know, sixty thousand patients a year who choose to come to our emergency department, and patients who make the choice to come to our heart hospital and to our cancer center when they need that kind of care. You know, when they choose to come to Marworth when they have a substance use disorder that they want to get care for. Um, they're they're showing faith in you as a care provider so it's you know it's that sense of ownership as a leader that we need to put our best foot forward and make sure we're exceeding their expectations every time so it's a very it's a very logical progression for me and i think what i learned in business you know from a customer service standpoint has really helped me in my development as a as a leader so what advice would you give young professionals that are starting out in their careers that you wish you had early on in your career? That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as someone who I ended up changing careers, um, you know, a, a couple of years out of college, I think probably the biggest thing I would say is don't, don't give up on your dreams. So a lot of times people will get out of college and they aren't sure what they want to do with their lives. And I was very much in that mindset. Um, I, and it took me a couple of years of, again, I worked in sales and then I ran a small business for a couple of years in advertising. And then could you imagine transitioning to being a hospital administrator? Yeah, it's like all over the place there. <laughs> so, but I think, you know, with once, uh, it got to be time that I, I wanted to rethink what I was doing. I'd started to think about where, my skills could be of you know the most use and the most value to our society and to community and i really wanted to find a place where i could give back and i had developed skills in business um and i knew i wasn't necessarily cut out to be a, a direct caregiver but you know what we do as administrators is important too and i think using the skills i had learned in business to help you know drive you know, forward momentum in a healthcare organization was like the perfect marriage for me. And it continues to be. And it took a couple of years being out in the workforce to find my place. And once I did, I knew it and there was no turning back. And here we are. So I would say, don't give up on your dreams and don't think that, you know, your first job is going to be your only job. And, um, just put 110% into everything you do and, you know, you'll, you'll be successful. What path were you choosing early on that you decided 
decided to kind of take a U-turn into healthcare? Well, you know, in running a small business in the advertising world, and I enjoy that, you know, there are certainly perks to being self-employed. I mean, you're your own boss, you make your own hours, yeah. you know, you, you, you choose really to work in what you want to work in. And there's something to that, you know, it's like the American dream to be your own boss. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. Um, but I thought at the end of the day that there, that I had a little bit of a different calling in terms of being able to help people, you know, and, and it was that that... You know, and there were a few personal experiences I had in my life right around that time that got me thinking, you know, I, I think it's, it's time for a change. And right around then, I met my wife. She happened to be a nurse. My parents are both in the healthcare industry, so... So that didn't sway you at all to change no, careers, no, right? No, And meanwhile, my brother and sister are both engineers, so you know where all the brains in the family went. <laughs> <laughs> certainly, certainly flowed downhill for me. But um, yeah, so it, it's all about... Um, you know, from my standpoint, it's, it's, it's all about what you're passionate about. Coming right. from a business background, too, um, I think it's, it's cool having your wife as a nurse, you know, working in a healthcare setting, but getting her side of, of things as well. Because, I mean, you think as a, a business, you know, man or business professional, so having your wife there kind of, you know, tuning in on her side of the healthcare, um, on the healthcare side of it, being a nurse, you know, you kind of get a different light. Well, it's a funny story. So when I, so as um, leaders at the hospital, we have to take a couple weeks a year as a, an administrator on call. So if something happens in the middle of the night and the, the nursing supervisor who's in the house needs some direction on something that's happening, they'll let us know and we can help give direction. So my very first time, um, my I got a call, this is probably three months into my fellowship, never having worked in an acute setting before. I only worked in outpatient settings, so completely different yeah, environment. Yeah, two different worlds. Um, and I got a call about a, you know, a situation that was a little challenging. Um, and thankfully, my wife was there <laughs> because it was something that she had dealt with in her past life as an ICU nurse. And um, she was like, okay, you know, what I would do is I would ask this and this, and I would ask for who the attending provider is, and I would ask them this. I was like, wow, I, perfect. So, But we bounce things off each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she actually works, at, at, uh, you know, in, in our nursing program across the the, the Northeast region. So she's uh, what's called a nurse informatician. So, you know, there's a lot of things that we work on that are similar and we have a different hand in it, but yeah, she's, she's great. That's awesome. All right. Well, Dan, we uh, want to thank you so much for joining us today here at the Think Center. Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so glad that you guys are doing this to, <laughs> you know, to showcase all the cool stuff that's going on here across the Valley. It's awesome that you're doing this. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Next up on the Connect calendar, coming up in June is the Epic Awards. The Epic Awards seek to honor individuals who have made significant and meaningful positive impacts in our community. The award ceremony will be at the Wyoming Seminary Kirby Center for the Creative Arts. The Wilkes-Barre Connect podcast is brought to you by Pepper Jam. Headquartered in downtown Wilkes-Barre, Pepper Jam is a performance marketing solutions provider, redefining its category through innovative technology and service expertise. For more information, check them out at pepperjam.com. Continuing with our student segment, we have Paige Hepner, a pharmacy student at Wilkes University. Paige, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So Paige, what piqued your interest in getting involved with Connect? 
Um, so I took a business class first semester this year and my two teacher's assistants were both involved in the Connect program and they connected me with Joe and he kind of encouraged my involvement in the program just because it's um, not really my realm of study. So just to get involved. All right. And what are your thoughts so far? Like, um, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's definitely something that I've never considered learning anything about just because I am in the science field. Um, so it's definitely different than anything I've ever done before. I can imagine it's like night and day you got medicine and then you got the world of like marketing. Yeah, completely different. So is it opening your eyes to this area and maybe staying around here after graduation? I'm not sure yet. I still have so much school left to complete that I have no idea what I want to do after graduation. So I'm not sure if it's um, a place that I want to stay or if I want to leave yet. Are you from the area? Um, I'm from about an hour and a half south. Oh, okay. So not too far. And what year are you in school? I'm a sophomore. Okay, so you do have, it's like, what, a six-year program, it I think, right? It is a six-year right? program. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah you got so. several years yet to make you up your sometimes. mind. Just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you recently participated in the Direct Effect Innovation Challenge that was hosted here at the Think Center. And you were one of the winning teams. Congratulations. Also, congratulations to Nick. He also was on this winning team. Um, what was your experience with the challenge itself? Um, I honestly loved it. I thought we accomplished a lot more in the two-hour time that we had to prepare than we could have ever done. Um, I was part of a really great team, I'm going to be honest. Um, we worked really well together, and it was really easy to get um, get the things done we, that we needed to get done, even in a short window of time. And you only had two hours? Yeah. Yeah. It was oh, like wow. crunch time coming up with a marketing solution to solve all their problems. But it was fun. That's awesome. After exploring outside your major, has it changed your views on career options and the paths you want to pursue in life? Um, actually, at this point, I've decided to also pursue my MBA um, alongside with pharmacy. They do a coupling program now where you can do both in the six years that you're in school. So I'm looking into doing that. Um, I still have no idea what I want to do after school just because it is so far away, but it definitely is going to open up some options for me doing both degrees. So that's the future goal. Do they make you like not have a job outside of school, like especially taking on all of that? Like um, the MBA so and with the pharmacy program, it works a little different. So you can't get an internship until you're officially a P1, which is your first professional year. You actually have an internship license to legally work in a pharmacy. Um, so I'm thinking about doing something like that on the weekends, um, but I can't start that yet because I'm not an official professional year professional student yet. So do you get paid for that? Um, it depends on where you go, honestly. You can internship and have it be an unpaid internship um, or it could be a paid internship. Like if you work with CVS or Rite Aid, along, something along those lines, they do pay you. But if you work um, in a small town pharmacy, it's less likely that you'll get paid for the internship hours. And unlike um, other programs, pharmacy at this point in time does not require you a certain number of internship hours um, just because it is such a long program. Um, if you were to go into like, residency you have to um, do an extra year of study but other than that you don't have to technically at this point have a certain number of internship hours before you graduate is that like um so you're working on the mba simultaneously as you're yeah so it starts next year i'll apply for the program and then um p2 which is a second professional year you start taking classes um, and since wilkes is trying to transfer the mba to an all online program most of what you're doing is going to be online anyway oh okay interesting um is there any advice you'd like to give future students to encourage student engagement with the connect programs 
Um, I always just encourage students to get involved just because of the fact that you never know what's out there until you're a part of a program. Um, for me, I know that this was not something I ever thought about doing before someone approached me with it. So I just encourage everyone to get involved with everything that they can, especially programs like this that's going to not only allow you to make connections within your school, but also connections within the community. Definitely. There's a lot of opportunity out here, and I didn't even know it until I started getting involved. Absolutely. Well, Paige, thank you so much for stopping in and sharing your insight on your student experience. Well, that does it for episode five of the Wilkes-Barre Connect podcast. We want to thank Dan Landisberg, Michelle Lehman, and Paige Hepner for joining us today. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Pepper Jam, for allowing us to share with you this podcast. Make sure you tune in next time for episode six. We're your hosts, Mariah Curtis and Nick Nsinga, and, and thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening to the, the Wilkes-Barre Connect, Connect podcast. podcast.